This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money To Me, your need-to-know financial podcast. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. Thank you so much for tuning in. As Christmas is just around the corner, we've decided to bring you a unique twist on the classic 12 Days of Christmas jingle. But instead of partridges and pear trees, we're actually going to be diving into 12 fantastic stocks with the best analysts and portfolio managers in the biz that you might want to consider for your investment portfolio. That's right. We just love investable ideas. We could be talking about it all day, but we've only got 30 minutes of your time. So you're going to be hearing some great insights, some market trends to consider for your own portfolio and investment investment strategy. In this episode, part one, you're going to hear six experts pitch their highest conviction strategy, stock, company, investment idea, whatever it is, we actually don't know. And then we will conclude next Friday with the remaining investable ideas. Yes. And we love a two-part series here on Talk Money to Me. If you're a long-standing listener, you would know that. So, Today, we're going to be hearing from June Bay Lu from Tribeca. She is the PM of the Alpha Plus Long Short Fund. And actually, since taking over sole responsibility for managing the fund, she has quadrupled the assets under management. Then we've got Philip Pepe, our very own Shore & Partners Senior Equities Analyst, who covers a range of market sectors and has over 25 years experience in the markets. Our third exciting guest is Praveer Singh from Schaefer Cullen, who is the co-portfolio manager on the global and international high dividend strategies, and actually been with the firm since 2005. Then we have fourth up, Peter Bates from T. Rowe Price, the portfolio manager of the Global Select Equity Strategy. No doubt he's taking us offshore for his idea. Fifth up, Ray David from Blackwater Partners, who is a partner and the portfolio manager of their long, short 130 to 30 quality funds, plus the Blackwater Large Cap Quality Fund. And finally, to finish off in part one, we'll be hearing from Chow Ma from Munro Partners, who joined Munro back in Feb earlier this year, and she is the lead portfolio manager for the Munro Global Growth Small and Mid Cap Fund. I reckon, Felicity, you're going to like what she pitches. Yeah, absolutely. So no doubt you would have heard a few of these names before and heard some of these voices as they've appeared on the show, but there's also quite a few new names and voices, which is very exciting. Now, before we jump into our special 12 days of Christmas, please remember our chat today is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered advisors at Shoring Partners. As always, this podcast and content discussed is general in nature and does not constitute financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on this podcast, as I mentioned, is general in nature and always go out and seek your own professional advice before you make your investment decisions. Now, we are recording this, as we said, of a two-part series, but all the investable ideas are based on facts known at the time of recording, 28th of November, 2023. 
on the first day of investing my true love sent to me CSL in my strategy <laughs> there you go I'm not gonna quit my day job okay <laughs> all right so our first expert has been on the show before you would have definitely heard her speak in the in the news so let's bring her in okay Jumbe Lu what is your best stock idea to add to our Christmas stocking I'm going to nominate CSL as one, my number one stock pick for the next 12 months. Um, the reason being that this is a company that it has been uh, such a strong structural growth business for decades. Uh, it is global and it has a significant tailwind uh, to drive its earnings for the next few years, if not next five to 10 years. Um, this company's earning was impacted by COVID and now slowly just coming back into the full force. The, uh, the earnings driver is incredibly strong strong, revenue is growing strong, collection is strong, volume is strong. Now, the share price in the last 12 months was also impacted by the fear of the weight loss drug and the like. And our view is that it's overplayed. And particularly, it is applies to such a small component of this business. CSL is trading uh, cheaper than it's ever been compared to its own history. Uh, it is going to deliver double-digit growth for uh, for the next three years to come. And if you look at its own track record uh, for the last 30 years, uh, this company has delivered double-digit growth year in, year out, regardless whether it's economic upswing or downswing, um, very strong balance sheet. Um, and it just recently uh, sort of, you know, grown into new areas, new therapy, and uh, we are expecting big things from these, these space. So um, CSL is my number one pick for the next 12 months. Great. Great. CSL, lock it in. Uh, so one quick comment here. You mentioned, you know, upside to be expected. It's been sold off, so a re-rate's natural. Can we hear a price target, June Beilu, if you can, on CSL for 2024? For 2024, we expect the CSL to get to $330 mark, which is quite a meaningful upside from where it is today. I understand a lot of time people look at big cap punk company thinking it's never going to move. But this one represents incredible value um, just because the investors sort of miss the what's going to drive its earnings in the next, next little while. Amazing. So CSL could be a very great Christmas gift uh, for 2024. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm sold. You know that I love CSL. Felicity, you hear me talk about it all the time. If you haven't uh, come across this company on the ASX, no doubt you would have, but the ticker is very original. Look up CSL. It is a global biotech giant, solid choice for a long-term growth and upside. Yes, you have pitched CSL on the order pad before. Many times. So we know you like it. Totally undervalued right now. Good time to pick it up. All right, let's move on, Felicity. Bring in our second expert. On the second day of investing, my true love sent to me a re-rating story in the Aussie agri-industry. Woo! Killed it. Hi, Philip. Thank you so much for joining us. What is your best idea for 2024? My top stock uh, may prove to be controversial. It's certainly controversial at the moment. It is Elders Limited, where we've got a buy rating on it at a $9 price target. I say controversial because leading into its financial year results, uh, which it delivered just a 
two weeks ago today or uh, late November. The short position in the company was extremely large, almost as high as around 9% at one stage. It was the second largest short in the ASX. Ouch. Um, yeah. <laughs> it then covered to about 6%, but it's still about 7% going into the full-year results. So there was a lot of people looking for bad news into this result. My view was that any negative news was already out into the market and people were focused on the cattle price, which was falling and fell from circa $10 to $3.50. And the outlook for the winter crop was uncertain because of, you know, what what weather patterns are we going into for calendar 2024. So my view was that we know where everything is at. We know where the cattle price was. It will get better. Um, Whatever the weather forecast or the crop forecast for calendar 2024, Elders manages the business through the average cycle. It cannot predict annual weather events. It doesn't try to. So um, it's circa six bucks a share going into the result. We just thought it was incredibly cheap and there'll only be neutral to positive news coming out of the result. And that's exactly what we got. There was not anything negative released with the result. In fact, the cash flow was very strong. It beat our numbers. It beat consensus by over 50%. Uh, Stock rallied 20% on the day and the shorts have started to cover. I think we're going to see more of that into next year where March is a critical event because by March we would have seen where the cattle price settles and certainly well off its lows. It's now into sort of... for um, for 80 odd type level, well up well up on the 350 that um, was the bottom, and by March we'll get not one but two more crop reports out. There's one out in early December, and there'll be one out in uh, early March where we'll get a better read for what the winter crop will look like. My view is that both will be around average, and that's exactly how Elders manages its business through the cycle average. And by that time, Elders should be well and truly um, trading towards our nine dollar per share price target because all the news will be out. It won't be negative. It'll be neutral, um, and I think there'll be some upgrades uh, into the elders' um, first half result, which we may get a trading update end of March, which is something they usually do. So, my pick for calendar year next year is Elders Limited, and um, fingers crossed. That sounds great. So, why is it your highest conviction for twenty twenty four? So when I think high conviction, I think about or I try and work out what's factored into the current share price, and. Um, as of this morning anyway, there's still circa 8 million shares short in the company. Uh, there is no reason for such a large short position, circa 6% or know, circa um, 5% of the company. There's no reason for that short position to exist. That will close in that time frame, um, and any negativity in the share price just has to come out because we won't get the negative data that some people um, actually think. So I, I'm quite confident because, A, we've seen the low in cattle price um, that's already started to recover, and, B, um, I'm not as pessimistic regarding the outlook. Um, farmers will plant regardless. Um, I just think elders in managing the business through the average cycle. It doesn't matter if we get a drought next year. Worst case scenario, if we do get a drought, elders can make more bolt-on acquisitions. So I'm of the view uh, that we probably get an average season next year. And even if we get a drought, elders will make more acquisitions. And if we get a bumper crop, that's great for elders' earnings. So at the current share price, you, well, there's more upside than there is downside. That's that's one of my convictions. So I was about to say you almost can't lose. You can lose, uh, <laughs> famous last words. But as long as the weather is somewhere near average, we think elders will do well. And at um, you know, 12 and a half times PE versus a sector average of 15 times or peer average, um, there's a lot of negativity in the price and we think it'll be appropriately priced um, sometime early next year. Well, as you said, 
we all love a short squeeze, so let's hope that plays out by March, April next year. They've made money on the way down, so now it's time for the buyers to make money. No, absolutely. And uh, even if you bought today, I think you'll be uh, well on the money come March, April uh, next year. Well, this is also another one that's been on Talk Money to Me before. So Elders has a really strong presence in the agriculture service industry, and it could be a great addition for your investment portfolio. Two of uh, my Autopad stocks have come up, so I'm feeling very joyful right now. Yeah, you're probably feeling very festive. I'm feeling very festive. Now, what's going to happen on the third day of Christmas or investing? Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. So on the third day of investing, my true love sent to me Coca-Cola Fesma, a fizzy drink, perhaps for free. <laughs> We're such good singers. I love it. <laughs> and I would choose a Coke Zero. That is my choice. Yes. If you can see me now, you can actually see that I'm holding up a can of Coke Zero. So am I. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Let's bring in our expert to tell us the bull case for Coca-Cola FEMSA. Welcome, Praveer Singh. So normally, uh, at the end of the year, you're looking at stocks that are beaten down out of favor that could bounce back early next year. But I'm actually going to give you an idea that's done quite well for the last two years. The largest Coke bottler in the world by volumes. And, uh, you know, some things that are very interesting about this company is that, uh, you know, it serves 266 million consumers around the world. It gives you exposure to all the Coca-Cola products in Latin America. Its largest market is Mexico, uh, which accounts for our, uh, about 50% of earnings. And the second largest market is uh, Brazil, which accounts for about 30% of earnings. And w- what we really like about uh, Coca-Cola FEMSA is just the, the dominance and the strength of this company. You know, in its markets, it tends to have between 50 and 80% market share. And soft drinks as a category is still growing in many markets in uh, Latin America, believe it or not. Uh, And it actually grew by double digits in many countries, including Guatemala, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Colombia, and Uruguay. Really a dominant company with amazing competitive advantages. You know, here we're really really relying on uh, what I call the Pavlovian effect, which is that when you think of Coca-Cola, you think of happiness. And that's been built over decades and decades and billions and billions of dollars of marketing. And that is a formidable moat to get over. And along with that, given Coca-Cola FEMSA's scale, it's, as I said, the largest bottler of Coke products in the entire world, it's able to sell products to its consumers at a price of only 17 US cents per eight-ounce serving. That is an incredibly low price. So it's the brand, it's the scale advantage, it's the know-how of how to kind of work this market, you know, how do you kind of work different pack sizes, how do you kind of work uh, different pricing structures, also, the regulatory environment, it's, it's quite challenging. Uh, and the, the good news is whenever there's a hot new category like monster beverage, you know, because energy energy drinks have become really big now, uh, you know, Coke can always do deals with these companies. And, you know, in fact, Coca-Cola FEMSA distributes monster uh, energy drinks as part of its uh, distribution network. Some other things we really like about the company are just the opportunities it has to digitize its sales platform. It has this online app with over a million uh, monthly users now, where uh, it's, it's just much more efficient the way their customers are ordering from them. They can now, they're looking forward to selling other third-party non-Coke products uh, as part of their platform. So that's a really compelling bull case. And as you said, Moat, so let me just end here as a, as a final thought. What's the upside, do you think, for next year? 30, 40, 50, tell us, tell us the number. 
at our firm, you know, we're long-term value investors. We think in five-year increments. I would say in the next five years, it's, it's quite plausible you, you at least double your money. So I just think here the valuations are reasonable, the outlook is good. And in an uncertain world with a lot of problems, I think it's, it's, it's a good horse to bet on. Well, we all love Coca-Cola. I've actually got one right here. So I... <laughs> You're a believer. There you go. It's happiness. It's liquid happiness. happiness. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so there you have it, guys. Coca-Cola FEMSA, the Mexican multinational beverage company headquartered in Mexico City, the stock code being on the New York Stock Exchange, KOF is a buy. Love it. So to wrap up quickly, so far we've heard the buy cases for CSL, Elders and Coca-Cola FEMSA. Now don't go anywhere because up next we're hearing from Peter Bates from T. Rowe Price Ray David from Blackwater Partners, and finally, Chow Ma from Munro Partners. Buckle in, strap in, here we go. More Christmas jingles on the way right after this short break to hear from our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we are back. I hope you really enjoyed that ad. On the fourth day of investing, my true love sent to me, Danaher Corporation, where their biotech vision set us free. That was great, that one. (laughs) Hi, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on Talk Money to Me. We'd love to hear why Danaher is your top stock for 2024. Thank you for the opportunity to share with your group. Again, this is Peter Bates. I'm with T. Rowe Price. And my uh, top conviction idea for 2024 is Danaher. Danaher is a med tech company that has three main segments. Uh, 40% of the business is diagnostic equipment. If you go to the hospital or if you give any kind of a blood sample, uh, it's probably a one in three chance that Danaher equipment is testing that sample to help doctors basically figure out what to do. Uh, 30% of the business is life science tools. If you think of research labs, whether it's academics or uh, professionals funded by all the big drug companies, uh, again, it's probably one in three chance that Danaher equipment is in that lab. And then a third of the company or 30% is equipment that helps uh, biopharma process equipment. Um, So if you're developing biopharmaceuticals, which are cultured drugs, that are very niche specific based off your gene and body. It's called a biopharmaceutical. And basically Danaher is one of four or five providers of this equipment. And so as you have this massive growth in biopharmaceuticals, 
Danaher is again one of probably four companies globally that is well positioned to provide this equipment to you. Uh, why is Danaher a good idea for 2024? I think uh, macro 2024 is a year of deceleration for the market. I think next year we will have lower growth overall because the macro economy is decelerating and getting closer to a recession. Danaher has basically already had an earnings reset in 2023 because the COVID investments around vaccines and some of the test equipment, because some of the Danaher equipment tests you for COVID, had created a bubble in 22 that kind of unwound in 23. And 24 is a year for Danaher where the base business normalizes and earnings inflect positively after, after facing some headwinds. And lastly, with risk return, it's a stock that is priced in the low 200s. I see uh, upside of 20 to 30 percent over the next 12, 18 months. And I think we have very good downside protection because the business has already suffered through the majority of the headwinds from COVID investments unwinding. So there you have it. To summarize, Danaher Corporation, where life sciences and biotech intertwine, they have a diversified powerhouse business that's a gem in the investing mine. Innovation and excellence really at its core, this is a stock you can't ignore. Now on to day five. On the fifth day of investing, my true love sent to me, mineral resources a mining future-facing commodity. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, another, another great business, another great company. I can't wait to hear the conviction behind Min. So welcome, Ray David. Please tell us why you keen on mineral resources. So the stock, I guess I would like to talk about, or before I talk about the stock itself, I'll talk about Three characteristics of a successful stock investment. Uh, number one is finding a company with durable earnings growth. Uh, the second characteristic is finding a line management that are good stewards of capital. And thirdly is an attractive valuation. Uh, so the stock I want to talk about has grown EBIT from $200 million in 2011 to $1.2 billion in 2023, which is a 16% CAGR and has the potential to double earnings again over the next decade. And currently trades on about 15 times earnings, which is in line with the market, but a pretty steep discount to any companies that can grow their earnings at the rate that this company has. Uh, this, so the stock is Mineral Resources. Uh, the ticker is MIN. Uh, and if you think about Mineral Resources, there's two parts of this business. Uh, the first part is the traditional mining services. We think this is uh, one of the best mining services businesses in the world. Uh, it's because it's not really linked to mining construction, it's linked to mining production. And there's a lot of innovation and technology within this division. Its main asset is its crushing services business, and it provides crushing services to Rio, BHP, Roy Hill. So these are large miners which are dependent on a small company like Mineral Resources, given its technology and, and low cost base. Uh, they typically operate life of mine contracts, so there's no constant retendering to drive margins lower. It's got 25 years of history in crushing, so it's got the largest fleet of spare parts in the world. And they've also got 
innovative technology solutions like autonomous road trains and shallow water transshippers that can effectively make mineral resources a full uh, pit-to-port service solution and positions them really well for you know, the decarbonisation trends. So that's the first part of the business, which has a pretty strong earnings outlook. Uh, the second part is its operating mines, and they really operate uh, in two commodity, which is lithium and iron ore. So I guess if you think about why mineral resources, this stock has a potential to more than double earnings, and it's going to come from uh, this new project which they've been developing over the last uh, three years. It's the Onslow Iron Ore Project. This project will produce about 35 million tonnes of iron ore at around $70 cost. If you use a iron ore price of $75 to $120, uh, it could generate 630 mil to $2 billion of EBIT. So that's doubling the EBIT. The real kicker or the biggest story here is that mineral resources will own and operate the infrastructure and provide mining services to this mine. On the infrastructure, they're charging about $8 a tonne. So that, that creates about 220 mil of additional EBIT on top of the EBIT from the mine. And second of all is they'll provide crushing services, uh, haulage services, which is about $2 of profit per tonne for every time they touch part of the mine. Um, So in conclusion, this is a company uh, that we think could be worth between $73 to $131 a share. And that's assuming much lower commodity prices from where they are today. So $79 for iron ore, $1,100 to $1,200 for spodumene and putting that on a multiple of 10 times. Mineral resources. Now, this is another one that's been pitched on Talk Money to Me before. It's a key player, really, in the mining sector. In fact, this could be such a valuable resource, the most valuable resource to your investment landscape. <laughs> Lame joke. <laughs> and the countdown continues. All right, so for our last edition for part one, Felicity, what do we have? On the sixth day of investing, my true love sent to me. JD Sports Fashion for a run with my puppies. <laughs> Hi, Chama. Thank you so much for joining us on Talk Money to Me. We'd love to hear what is your highest conviction idea for 2024. The stock I would like to talk about is JD Sports Fashion PLC. The ticker is JD-LN and it trades in the London Stock Exchange. There are three reasons that I really like JD as an idea for 2024. Um, The first one is the industry that it operates in, sportswear retailing, is a structurally favorable industry. Sportswear has grown 7 to 8% per year over the past 15 to 20 years globally, and the trend is not abating. More and more people are participating in sports, especially after COVID. And outside of the gym, the trend of athleisure, which is sportswear being worn as an everyday wear, is picking up. Sportswear is making its way into the office as well. If you live in Melbourne, all you have to do is to stand on Flinders Street's train station on a Monday morning and see how many people go to work in business clothes and sneakers. Second, JD is winning as the best-in-class retailer for sportswear. With a modest start in Manchester in the UK, it has become a global success with more than 1,000 stores globally. Australia is actually one of JD's best-performing markets. When it first came to Australia, the team thought Australia could probably support around 10 stores. Lo and behold, more than 10 years later, it is now 60 stores strong and still growing. Investors on the East Coast can check in the JD stores in the Melbourne Central or the Pitt Street in Sydney. JD is Nike's number one partner globally, selling more Nike shoes and apparel than any other wholesalers outside of Nike itself. Because of its scale, JD has the first dip in Nike's best products. 
JD stores are the only places where you can find wall-to-wall Air Jordan, for example. JD's relationship with the brands themselves are so good that more than half of all JD's footwear products are exclusive to JD. You will not find that color or special design of Air Jordans anywhere else. Even more impressively, anyone in the retail industry knows the inventory is your biggest risk. More than half of JD Sports products has a buyback agreement with the brands, meaning brand owners would take back the inventory at cost instead of having JD sell them by discounting. Now, the secret to JD's success is its laser focus on core customer demographics, which is young customers between 16 to 24 years old. They are the trendsetters for sportswear. They come with their friends. They shop not only shoes, but apparel, pursuing a head-to-toe look. JD caters to all their demands and as a result enjoys sales density measured by sales per square footage of store space two to three times of industry average. When it opens a new store, the payback period, which is really the period you get your money back, is around two years. The last reason I like JD is valuation. JD has grown its sales at a compound rate of more than 20% over the past five years. And going forward, I think it can continue growing both sales and profit at at least 10% per year. Yet because of a lot of macro concerns that frankly don't impact JD's business, its valuation level is at a 10-year low at just 10 times price to earnings. I think this is one of the biggest bargains and hidden gems in the market, and I think the stock is a double in the next three to four years. It has a market cap of roughly 15 billion Australian dollars and is one of our largest holdings in the Monroe Smith and Nick Fund. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right. Well, you heard it here first on Talk Money to Me. JD Sports Fashion, with its global presence in athletic retail, it might sprint its way into your investment portfolio. <laughs> oh my God. So fashionable. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we had so much fun doing this recording. We hope you did as well. That is a wrap. That's all we have time for here on Talk Money to Me. Now, you need to stay tuned in for next week's episode because we're going to reveal the remaining six investable ideas to add to your Christmas stocking for 12 days of Christmas. But before we sign off, please remember that although Candace and I are financial advisors at Showroom Partners and extremely good singers, please note that our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice and we are not taking any record deals at the moment (laughs) and as always you should seek professional financial advice before making any financial or investment decisions don't reach out to us if you hate us singing because we don't want to hear from you but if you like our investable ideas and we loved that a lot of them have been pitched already on our order pads so you can do that by reaching out to us through our social media channels or send us an email which is displayed in the show notes below chuck a like chuck a follow give us a great rating we would appreciate it and also make sure you follow us at talk money to me podcast for daily market updates until next time see you then you have been listening to an equity mates media production in the spirit of reconciliation equity mates media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout australia and their connections to land sea and community We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider
consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.